Hello, and welcome to Court Games, a Legend of the Five Rings podcast, funded by the Legend of the Five Rings Discord Community Patreon. This podcast will focus on the role-playing game stories and lore for Legends of the Five Rings. I'm Corva. And I'm Kihita Kaori, and today we are going to talk about Toshigoku, the uh, realm of the angry dead. We don't have a whole lot of news. What news do we have? So the new Adventures in Rockgan Game Masters kit is up on Drive-Thru RPG. And this builds itself as the essential reference when running Adventures in the Emerald Empire. Introduce your, your players to role-playing the Emerald Empire with a Game Masters kit. The included adventure, Sins of Succession, provides a perfect starting point for low-level characters and gives them a chance to forge alliances, make meaningful choices, and confront some of the Emerald Empire's unique foes. It also comes with lavish art spread on one side and charts, tables, reference information, and maps on the other side. So this is the PDF version from DriveThruRPG. Uh, you may well be able to get this in your friendly local game store, which will get the physical screen. But you have a, a, basically two PDFs, two PDFs with the art and one the reference guide. Uh, so the included adventure, Sins of Succession, that's going to be taking place in Twin Blessings Village, which uh, unfortunately the local daimyo has let his samurai rob and oppress the inhabitants while ignoring the real threats in the surrounding woodlands. In response, the villagers have begun to train and arm themselves to fight, which is not good except in Crablands. And you also have elemental spirits running amok and sinister forces lurking in the shadows, Make, making visiting Twin Blessings Village a terrible idea. Unless you're an adventurer, of course. So that sounds like a lot of fun. So I think for the... This looks to be pretty good value if you're running Adventures of Rock Gan at all. Mm-hmm. Um, you get the... You know, so GM screens are, are often very, very useful. Lots of useful information all put in one place. And you get a starting adventure. So I think that'll be a good thing to pick up. Yep. But uh, don't have any other news. I encourage people to look at the uh, books nope. that are out in Aknight to... You know, maybe for Christmas if you want L five R, and uh, Emerald Legacy, which is the fan continuation of the LCG card game, uh, has a new mm-hmm. uh, core set that is out, so you can read more about that and download the cards at uh, uh, at our uh, at the Emerald Legacy website. So you'll be able to find that. Yes, you Google it. There was one. There was one thing. There was actually one other thing. I've just you've just reminded me about Aconite. Is they put out a what we're going to be doing next year? Oh yeah. Announcement, and there was an announcement of another Daidoji Shin. Perfect novel, but I can't <laughs> remember the name of it. <laughs> but there is a, so the Daidoji Shin novels are continuing, which is excellent. So there'll be a new one next year. Cool. Maybe we'll invite uh, Josh Reynolds back to talk about it closer. Yeah. We haven't talked to him yeah. for a couple of books. All right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's very good at putting them out, and I'm very grateful. All right. Uh, yeah. Well, for the holidays, we're going to talk about wrathful, wrathful angry dead people. Um, because mm-hmm. why not? It's seasonal in Rokugan. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's always the season for mass slaughter (laughs) fair enough um in rokugan 
one of the remaining one of the remaining celestial realms as part of the celestial realm series we're talking about is Toshigoku. So our last episode we talked about yeah. uh Gakido or the realm of the hungry dead. And today mm-hmm. we wanted to talk about Toshigoku which is the realm of the angry dead. However, in the yeah. real world, unlike Gakido, Toshigoku doesn't have a direct equivalent in no. the Buddhist spiritual afterlife. So there's there there's nothing yeah. that directly is like Toshigoku in uh the real world uh stories. There is the concept of hells, which like mm-hmm. Gakido serve as a temporary area where a period where a person pays off the Dharma they have earned in their life so that they may try again in the next life depending on the variety of belief like what branch of buddhism you might follow there are four or eight or 16 or 32 or even an infinite number of hells which are called nakara where various sins are punished where the number is fixed however so not infinite uh those hells mm. are often divided into hot nakara and cold nakara, describing the nature of the sin that you're being tormented for and the singular torments that are found there. Uh, in yeah. L5R, instead of four or six, they kind of have two, wrath and desire. Uh, so desire would lead to the cold hell of Gakido, which once humans crave that which they lack it's cold it's empty it's uh barren yeah. you crave that which you lack just like you crave heat that you lack and toshigoku where the once human expel that anger and hatred that they have too much of okay um one of the hot hells described in abhidharma kosa in the Apodharma Kosa, uh, is the Sanjiva Nakura, or the reviving hell. And in the reviving hell, the beings trapped there are forced to fight continuously to unconsciousness over and over, and there's also a bunch of burning ground-related torments. Hmm. And that's probably the closest equivalent in description to what Toshigoku is described as in L5R. Yeah. Um, while a realm of the wrathful dead may not be spelled out explicitly that I could find, the wrathful dead themselves, or onryu, we do find plenty of in Japanese literature. So the onryu in L5R are the inhabitants of Toshigoku unless they escape and get out into the rest of the real world. Uh, they are the wrathful dead, and they are often described described as ghosts or yokai who return to haunt the living and extract vengeance for great harms done to them. And they can take many forms, but they're usually described as similar to their appearance living. And they are not necessarily beings that committed great violence in their lives. But they are beings that also could have been greatly wronged or thought that they were wronged at the point of their death that ended up putting so much wrath into them at the moment of their death 
that they were condemned to Toshigoku and potentially return to exact their revenge. Mm -hmm. Now, when I was looking up this sort of stuff, I came across this concept of Ashirado and the Asherahs. Now, this is another realm mentioned in various forms of Buddhism, especially Japanese Buddhism, at somewhere between the level of Nigendo and the heavens. And this doesn't exist in Elphibar. So Ashirado is the realm of the Asherahs. And it is kind of at a glance similar. The role may have been the inspiration for Toshigoku, but the Toshigoku of L5R is nothing like this, really. The Ashirado is a realm characterized by a paranoia where godlike, extremely powerful beings, uh, specifically extremely powerful warriors, they vie for power in many ways, militarily and politically. Uh, it is generally considered a lesser heaven not a realm of torture, but the Ashura, the beings that are too ruled by their passions and their ambition and competitiveness to achieve enlightenment. The Ashura, the, in the inhabitants, the Ashura, they want to fight to gain access to heaven, and some can be considered divine and some demonic. <laughs> in Indian mysticism, this could be a realm across which Hindu deities compete. However, this realm is not an L5R, Miracles and magic are visible and powerful in the current world, and Nigendo is the battlefield where gods and demons often vie. So it's kind of close-ish, but not so much. The, the Ashura aren't purely focused on slaughter, for example. Yes. And it's lovely to be there. There's fruit trees and stuff from what I've seen. Yeah, it's just, it's, everything's... In extremes, mm -hmm. I think is is the thing. Um, so it's it is it is sometimes considered the least good of the heavens or the least bad of the hells, depending on exactly where you draw your line. <laughs> so it's an it's, it's a it's a fascinating one. But we don't have one of those. We've got Toshigoku instead. And Ningendo for where people can blast fireballs at each other. That is true. Well, you can probably, you can blast fireballs everywhere <laughs> in L five R. That's true. So. That is that is a big difference, yeah. All right. So the next question is, what is Toshigoku like? Right. Well, without a real-world description, our images of Toshigoku come from, you know, primarily The Sword and the Spirits by Robert Denton and also from the descriptions of Toshigoku in Celestial Realms and where they've shown up in stories. Uh, in those places, it's kind of described yeah. as an endless and chaotic battlefield uh, a bleak and desolate plain under a blood-red sky where the inhabitants fight endlessly and without remorse. Uh, they cut down enemy and ally alike in their fiery bloodlust. Then they swiftly rise again to repeat the same war endlessly. Carrion birds fly above and great demons wade through the bloodshed. These would probably be like Mozoku rather than Jikoku kind of demons. It is bounded mm. on one border by the Blood River, which is made of the blood and viscera spilled on the eternal battlefield. And on that river, the ghosts of pirates and smugglers fight and drown and revive on the shore, and they begin it all again. And then in the center of Toshigoku is the Keep of 10,000 Bones. 
and the keep of 10,000 bones is a huge keep of sprawling towers and gates, and it keeps watch from there over the entire plain. There is one area of mercy or peace in the entire plain, and it is called, it is Jizo's Ferry. So Jizo is the fortune of mercy, and he and his assistants have made a place in Toshigoku where they locate among the angry dead the spirits of those who died unjustly, and then he ferries them back across the Blood River to Mado and to MO to appeal their sentences. So So a delightful a delightful tourist destination. A delightful tourist destination. <laughs> yes. So there let's start look at some of the inhabitants of Toshigoku. The ruler of Toshigoku is Mujoki uh, Masoku. That's one of the only who serve Mao and uh, and not Jigoku. He theoretically maintains the keep of ten thousand bones and allows those souls who begin to find themselves to seek him to train. So he start and so start to learn the peace that would allow them to leave. And then you have the Onryo themselves, the vengeful ghosts. They are the primary inhabitants. Some of them died in a state of fury and wrath. Some were wrathful at the wrong to be done to them, and some because they'd been wrapped up in the violence of their own lives. So you could have murderers, bandits or thugs, or there could be warriors who reveled in killing. Um, if one of the greatly wronged Onryol escapes, as sometimes they do, to to extract their revenge on the one who wronged them, the massacre will often look the other way and allow them to escape, agreeing with their, essentially agreeing with their desire for vengeance. Now, not all of the Onryo are completely disorganized. Uh, it depends on how far along they are on their path to you know, recovering themselves. The Erased is a unit of faceless lion samurai, or Muyembotoke, who have remained a cohesive unit throughout all of their time in Toshigoku, uh, a relentless wave of bloodshed that fells everyone before them. Uh, stories talk of a group of lion samurai at different times in their history whose deeds were so dark, their names were removed from the Akoma histories. And then when that group was wiped out, they went on to scourge Toshigoku together without any individual identity. And they absorb many of those that they fell. So as this group of bloodthirsty warriors, you know, goes across the plane killing everything, if they kill temporarily, of course, because this is Toshigoku, a samurai in their path, they will absorb him into their numbers. And so the erased unit keeps keeps going. Also, the other threat, the other big threat, as if dying to everything wasn't enough in Toshigoku, is that mm. the Oni of Jikoku have also infiltrated Toshigoku, turning the dead spirit's wrath to their own use. The people of Rokugan do not know this. But they have kidnapped, the Oni have kidnapped Mujoki and replaced him with an impersonator. 
So the path to redemption, the normal path to redemption from Toshigoku, where people fight to get out of their system and then they realize that the fighting isn't succeeding. So they go to Mujoki to train and then he teaches them that the way of the warrior also requires discipline and centering and, and finding peace within yourself. And then they find enough peace to get out. That path to redemption has been blocked by the Oni of Jokoku. And so Toshigoku is growing and growing and starting to become turned towards the Oni's purposes. Now, every one of the realms has a, a jealousy. So the jealousy of Toshigoku is wrath and destruction. So the longer a samurai stays in Toshigoku, the greater the rage will build, and the samurai have to anchor himself to remain uh, himself. In the novella Sword and Spirits, Shiba Tsukune becomes subject to a curse of Toshigoku, where one of the eyes can see the destruction and violence that lies just out of sight in the real world. That's her, her purple eyes, isn't it? Yes. Now, getting to Toshigoku, you probably wouldn't want to go there. Definitely wouldn't want to go there or voluntarily. No. However, um, as in Gakido, places in the real world who, which come to mirror Toshigoku or the place of great, you know, of people committing great sins that would cause them to go to Toshigoku when they die, and usually when they die there, um, can mirror Toshigoku and therefore allow spirits and possibly humans to slip through. So this would be battlefields or areas of extreme violence, especially if they are left unsanctified. They can end up being this, this end up mirroring Toshigoku and therefore allow the spirits to slip through. Um, certain other places, for example, in uh, Sword in the Spirits, there is a well in Senpuku Saido can contain a portal to Toshigoku. The Three Stone River in Rokugan mirrors the path of the Blood River in Toshigoku, according to Rokugani stories, and therefore may at certain times when the memories of the blood that has spilled on that river's banks is strong, those two rivers may become the same river. So you're on, if you're sailing down that river on a, on a moonless night uh, and you might start hearing the sounds of the battlefield as you pass through it, or you might see visions come up from the waters. Um, it is very, very dangerous to go to Toshigoku through one of these portals. Uh, for more mm. than any other realm, the beings there will not hesitate to kill anyone who comes in without a single question or word. They just will, will try and kill you as soon as you go in. And if you die there, yep. you are stuck there. That's not good. No. So, no. <laughs> don't want us to get there. Yeah. So the next question, therefore, is if you do get there, having completely ignored our advice, <laughs> uh, how do you get out again? Now, you may have to fight just to live long enough to get out of Toshigoku, but the important thing is to not let the bloodlust consume you 
instead keeping focused on your goal. With the the corruption, the the jealousy of Toshigoku, it can be hard to get free. But a representative of Jizo may be able to help you get out if you're able to get to the ferry. Now, there is a pathway out of the keep of 10,000 bones, at least potentially. But given that the true ruler has been replaced by an Oni infiltrator, you would have to avoid the eyes of the current ruler just to add an extra bit of difficulty. So... Now we said how to get out, potentially, and that was really the start. And how to get in. Mm -hmm. Why or what interaction would you have with Toshigoku? Yeah. There are, there are some. So, say, ghostly armies have been seen marching and fighting on a fog-shrouded battlefield at night in the real in Ningido. And the party are sent to examine the nature of what is happening. Does the battle need to be re-sanctified, or has a rift to Toshigoku opened there and the fighting has escaped? Uh, how how big a scale is it? Because uh, you mm. don't know right off. It could it could be have a rift to Toshigoku there. So that is one yeah. thing, and you could end up having to deal with that with an army of your own. Don't let anyone die. <laughs> no, and don't get let any of them get. Um, too carried away. Another possibility is you have a furious and wrathful Onryo terrorizing a geisha house and you may be tasked with returning it to Toshigoku. But the party, as they try and deal with this, like dispelling her or sending her back, the party learns that her anger is justified and she's only come to seek revenge on the other geisha who killed her out of jealousy. The testimony of a spirit, especially a spirit like this, has no legal weight, but the party might allow her to exercise her wrath before she is returned to Toshigoku. Perhaps then she may even know some semblance of peace. Another potential story hook is that a beloved companion of the party um, may die while enraged, and the spiritually inclined with the party have learned that that rage was enough to send them to Toshigoku, despite the good in their life. Do the PCs have the courage to chase after them and see them see past that rage and find peace, at least peace enough to not go directly to Toshigoku, but to appeal to MO before accepting the sentence? Can they, can they help find peace? Um, the, the Wrathful Dead in general have lots of stories in Japanese history. There are, there are so many of the classic mm. ones uh, that are part of that. The, the Ten Plates story, for example, where, uh, where yes. um, uh, a maid has been charged with taking care of her lord's uh, ten plates. And one is found mm. missing. And the lord is furious and basically has her killed and her body thrown down a well. This is from The Ring, I believe. It was turned into a movie with The Ring, I believe. And then her her angry mm. spirit comes and out of the well every every night 
and starts counting one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and then screams and either flees or screams and attacks because she can't find the tenth plate. But because the tenth yeah. plate was actually stolen and broken by the son of the lure because the uh, maid turned down his advances. So that's a very classic mm-hmm. Japanese story that has an onryo, but there are many, many of them, possibly even more than Gaki. Yeah, there's yes, there's a, a few varieties of that one, like why the plate went missing yeah. and, and who's responsible and how it was eventually fixed. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's a, that's a very, very classic right. one. All of these stories have so many variations over the centuries. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that is kind of a, a overview of Toshikoku and not much else to report on today, but we wanted to get one more out potentially before the holidays. So have a, a great holiday yeah. season and uh, we'll be back next year. Yeah. May your winter court be um, good and, and have no on Rio. Have lots of, <laughs> yes, no on Rio, but lots of successful intrigues. I'm watching an anime series right now called Omiyoji on Netflix that is basically, it is a Japanese anime, which mm. is actually rarer than some of the other kinds, uh, set in the Komakura period, yeah. where it's all winter court and the emperor and stuff, but it's all um, lots Ooh. of spiritual disturbances to the court of different kinds, and then the main character main characters mm. have to deal with these various spiritual disturbances. So uh, I I did want to recommend on Miyoji if you wanted a little inspiration for different kinds mm. of uh, spiritual problems that might afflict your, your winter court so that everyone will want to keep quiet yeah. so as not to disturb the winter court, which is a very important thing. Yeah. It looks like... Yeah, absolutely. There looks also to be a live-action... I think it's it's also called On Myoji, and it might be a live action adaption of that same. Maybe I haven't seen the live thing. action. I'm one. not sure. I don't know which came first. No, I've I, I, I've seen I've seen a uh, there's a, there's like a trailer for it, and that's what well, I've I'll, seen. I'll have to watch that too. So, there is a character yep. on On Myoji that shows up. A little later in the first season, that is uh, my character from Fortune and Strife, right. Doji Gen. It absolutely 100% is her. Oh. It has a little, wonderful little flashback sequence from her childhood. And it's like, yep, yeah, that's my character. How did I thought I made something unique? And it's, it's not, but it's adorable. <laughs> She's adorable. Anyway, <laughs> had to, had to shout that out. Anyway, um, Yep, yep. We wanted to shout out our sister podcast, Fortune and Strife. Uh, it has a little hiatus because we have been doing a very, very, very big battle and we are trying to finish the battle up mm-hmm. and uh, get it all edited properly before we uh, put it out. But Fortune and Strife is our actual play podcast and we are recording. Uh, and also to our friends at D20 Radio. Our content is funded by the Community Discord Patreon, which supports our editing costs, as well as a website uh, we, where we can see and insert long-term information, summaries of podcasts, great RPG tools, and more. And for our patrons, we've got special bonus content like Adventure Seeds, early access to our actual play podcasts, and other things. 
Online, you can find us at our website, which is courtgamespod.com. On Twitter at twitter.com slash courtgamespod and on Patreon at patreon.com slash courtgames. You can also find these recordings on YouTube and Spotify and you know wherever you, you get your podcast feed. Uh, however, that's it for us this week. This is Kakita Kaori. May the fortunes favor you. I've been Korval. And until we meet again, keep your jade handy.